0: So, I'm in this really funny cool place right now. Like that funny cool place where so many little things have been happening. Whether it's like general conference, then we have a state conference, then we have this awesome conference just for our area from our prophet, right? Like the person that's like the voice box for the creator of the universe. Yeah. That kind of awesome. Then we go and get to be part of a baptism of one of my family members. I get to talk about the baptism, we get to have beautiful music and and time together. And then we, you know, have miracles along the way of traveling there and then coming back and and then having this week of like lots of Halloween. The the every year is a little different, right? Like different years there's different stresses or different excitements about different things. And then, you know, and then And then, and then it's my special birthday, baptism birthday, right? Sunday, Monday, kind of got to feel a little bit more of that feeling of like, it's 18 years now, right? I'm 18 years old in the gospel. I'm just like a newly, newly graduated kind of like newbie to this like world of like, what is my existence in this culture, in this community, in this gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And then... I get to be like, oh, by the way, a couple days after my 18th birthday, 18th baptism birthday, it's like, oh, by the way, today's your day to get set apart to be a temple ordinance worker, right? And that's like fireworks in itself. It's like, ever since I was baptized, then I get to go to the temple for the first time and get to do baptisms in the temple. I was just over the top like, oh, I can't believe it. I get to be this person that like is like being uh-huh. like an instrument right. in Heavenly Father's hands. No. Mama, can we like a deal? I don't know, if you know how. No. And then, um, and then I do that, and then I just get this idea like, man, I would love to be in the temple all the time, right? That's probably when the first thought came, like, I would love to be a temple worker. Who are these angel people that are dressed in white and just like helping and volunteering and, and just helping all these people all day long, maybe? Do they live here? I don't even know. And then, you know, as years go on, you know, I go to the temple after I, like, turn 18 and about to get married, go to the temple and then get, like, the prompt, oh, hey, by the way, what if you, like, come every month? It's Just so you, like, keep it fresh, right? It's like, well, yeah, that makes total sense, right? So we come every month for, like, a good solid, I don't know, let's just say seven years or something? Where we were, like, super, super solid. I think, like, we got out of the rhythm because of different, different, like, situation stuff. But then in the last year, we've gotten current again, like, you know, but we used to only go once a month. For some reason, in the last six months, we were just like, no, we need like, like one of us was like, we need to go like, I need to go like often, like more than once a month, right? It started with more than once a month. Then like after July-ish, I came back from this like two week, super stressful experience. And, and I was like, you know, I can't afford to just think that I can refresh myself in a week-long experience from all the stresses that I've dealt with for years and then think one week is just going to heal it up, right? I need to do this thing where I'm more frequent. Kind of like how I like take the sacrament every week. It's like, why don't I just go to the temple every week at least, right? And have that be my thing. Plus other things that I added in, right? So I started doing that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go every week, if not like a few times a week. If I just really feel like, no, I need to go again. Like, I can't just like have that one experience, like I need, I'm like already noticing that I need help. Right? Like I, my stores are gone again. Right? And you know, I think in different seasons, it's really important and good to be just totally cuddled up to Heavenly Father and be basically in his carrier, right? For him to just carry you around again for a little bit because you've been shooken up and you just need to be his baby again for just a season of feeling like you just need to figure yourself out again and just be in this cocoon with him for just a while, right? Until you actually feel like you have the desire to be like, you know what, I wanna go and walk, right? I feel like I need to go walk, right? Like, I feel like in, I can have some space, right? And, and not to say that, like, we have space forever, but we go and then we come back, right? Like, there's this healthy attachment thing that's going on. Um, so I feel like that's kind of where I was at then, right? And I'm still, like, in that journey, right? Like, I was like, yeah, no, like, a few more times a week isn't enough, right? Like, I'm like, I need more than that, actually, right? And so I was just like, oh, man. So then the ideas came to both me and my husband were like, what if we like went and volunteered inside the temple, right? So like, you know, there's, there's the, the effort of like being a patron, which is somebody that goes to the temple and goes and does like sacred ordinances for ancestors and like ceremonies of of just like beautiful connection with God kind of stuff. And then there's the background people that are like helping facilitate and helping make sure all of that stuff can happen for the people that come, right? And so that, that's the kind of stuff that we were learning how to do. So I got to be set apart on Wednesday, and seriously, that was the best thing ever. It was just the best thing ever. So one of the last times that I felt like was the best time ever, I could probably say was my sealing day with my husband for sure. And then before that was the day that I was like 16, right? Like Because my sealing day was like, let's say I was 12, 19. And then I was 16 before that. That was when I had my patriarchal blessing, Right. Where i got all these beautiful feelings inside of like yeah this is the right path right then i get my ceiling and then now like 12 years ish later now i'm like getting those feelings again right like where i'm just like oh like this is me being connected with heavenly father and and just really having that special time like of course there's beautiful moments during father's blessings and during other moments when i'm like just really feeling the spirit beholding my children and, and like really like loving them the way Heavenly Father loves them, right? Or at least sees his love for them kind of stuff. So of course there's all of those beautiful moments, right? But this was one of those moments where it was just for me, right? It was just one of those Heavenly Father loves me kinds of moments, right? And and all the things that he could tell me in that blessing to just reassure me and help me to know the depth of how much he knows me. And and what he knew that I did, even before this life, before receiving a body and, you know, all those precious little things that are just like, oh, I don't know if I would have gotten that same blessing if I wasn't in the temple on that exact day receiving that blessing where I was ready for it, right? So that was like a tender mercy moment of like, I'm so grateful I was there. I was like ready to receive, right? So that was awesome. And then, you know, and then we kind of had this discussion of, well, when will we start? And I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'll start later in November, like, a few weeks later after being called. It's like, ah, Like, and that was only because of my fear and my, like, kind of, like, doubt, right? I was like, I doubt that I'll be able to find a babysitter in two days to be able to take my kids for, like, three three to four hours or something, right? Like, I just feel like that's, that's a big ask for somebody that might not be planning on that. And... I don't know how, but I just kind of thought, well, what if I try, you know? What if I just try shoot for this Friday, right, two days later and be like, hey, what if I could, right? It's possible, right? It's not impossible. And so I was like, okay, let's try that Instead of waiting like two to three weeks, which I thought was how much time I might need to like nail it out some more. But then I was like, no, let's try it. So then I go forward and I like, it's kind of exhausting. It's kind of really hard for me to like do that put myself out there and say that I need help with said thing, right? But for some reason, after six or seven, like, I don't know, maybe ten different asks, something came back. They did say at first, I don't think so. I don't think it'll work for me because of said reasons. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, I am just asking just to ask. I'm not really expecting anyone to actually see us, right? <laughs> like, and then they're just, and then like a day later, they're like, actually, I can totally do it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's so nice, right? That I mean, I could actually go at the time that I wanted to originally go because if the, if nobody said they could help, then I would just be an hour late, <clears throat> and I didn't realize how critical that first hour actually is. It's like the the ground piece to set the tone. It's like walking into a meeting be- without singing and without praying and without getting in the introduction of anything and just walking in and not really knowing the context of the tone of the meeting or, or anything like that and- or not knowing like where everybody's at with anything. like it- And those very important beginning information pieces are so important. Like if you walk into a sacrament meeting... like. You'll have a beautiful tone set by the singing, and then the prayers, and then and then the announcements, right? Those announcements are tender. You know, that that's when they talk about the funerals and the and that you know what's going on and, and who needs help with this or things like that. And it's really important for like me as a ward member to know those things, rather than just coming in at the end or halfway through and not really having any context of of taking time to just really ponder and think about those things that are really needed that that I can help with if I was just ready to receive it, right? Ready to like be a part of that and I was really happy to be a part of that like you know for you know the temple for the next like five to six hours what was going to be a part of my process of being able to assist and support in any way, it was just so sweet. I think one of my big takeaways from that whole experience was one, Heavenly Father loves me so much. Holy smokes, and he believes in me, and he trusts me, and and he blesses me with angels to surround me, you know, physical angels that I can see, and also other angels that I can't see because they're beyond the veil, right? And so that was beautiful, to be like, yeah, that's real. This is awesome, right? So that was awesome. And then coming home, I've just been pondering ever since. I'm like, I'm so glad I get to go back every week because I get to learn so much every time. Like this time when I went, I learned a lot about those things that I just said. And I got to learn about just like things that I can do in my own life to just be a little bit more, you know, like holy, I guess. Like a little bit more trusting in God and and a little bit more activating this power that I actually have to choose as often as possible and rather than letting it become circumstance, right? Um, So there's this idea that I used to have where it's like, oh, I don't really need to make a schedule or plan anything or set any boundaries for anything because anytime I try to, it's just going to be pushed against and rebelled against and there's just so much stress and so much um what's the word? so much pushback i guess the word is because like what i noticed is like i get so exhausted from pushback i get so exhausted from being confronted and from being like unsupported or all of those things so i find when i have pushback and feel unsupported i feel like that's more exhausting than people just not knowing what my standards are altogether And then they don't feel like they've stepped over me, and I don't feel like they have either because I haven't even told them what they could step over, right? So in some ways, that's kind of how i functioned for, like, the last, I don't know, 12 to 13 years, right? I know, I know. Like, it sounds pretty pathetic (laughs) because, really, like, what is that all about? Like, why is it such a big deal to to be able to tell anybody and be up front with them about, honestly, how I feel about something or, honestly, what I think? needs to happen right now, and those kinds of things, and actually take, like, full force leadership, basically. Basically, that's all it is. So basically, getting to go into the temple, I always felt like it's like this training space, right? Like, if a firefighter were going to the training hall to, like, or the fire hall to go train, that's what they need to do to be a good firefighter. For me to be a daughter of God, I go to the temple, so I learn how to become a daughter of God, in the best way that I possibly could so I could be I could be as trained as possible to be doing a good job. Not just like a happenstance, just so happens job, right? Like you don't want a firefighter to have a happenstance job when they're in full force mission emergency mode needing to do things in a great way to actually save lives. And that's kind of what I'm noticing for me. I cannot afford anymore to be this happenstance daughter of God that really doesn't have any standards or, or boundaries or um, plans or schedules or anything like I actually am a dog that like needs to be connected and know what I'm doing when I'm doing it at any time of the day right and know how that connects with me and the people around me and how we're like puzzle piecing our lives together in a way that is as harmonious and helpful in building Heavenly Father's kingdom as possible from this house of the Lord, like as a Hochstein, you know, house of the Lord, like dedicated to the Lord's space. And I'm just so delighted, right? Like I only went there once this week, but like get trained and and get started and stuff. And I'm just already just over the moon. Like I can't wait to keep going back. Cause one, I'm learning how to be a better planner right? I never thought I'd ever be a planner person. I would just kind of put it to the wayside. I was like, maybe I'll learn that in the next life, right? Because clearly I have no skills in it and I'm not very good at it when I try. So really maybe that just means I should stop, right? But getting to go there really actually opened my eyes to be like, you know what? This is a very important like, like secret weapon in some ways. Right? Like, we as daughters of God, as sons of God, right, like, we have an ability, like, a major ability, because we have brains to be able to process what our spirit wants to do, and we have a brain in our physical body to be able to plan and figure out what that could look like, right? For somebody that never received a body, all they can do is, like, impulse, natural man stuff, like, you know, like, like, things that are just not of, of worth, right? And, and I have a sense that the things that are of worth are things that you could plan for, right? Because otherwise, the temple would just be a place where anybody just goes in, and then they just kind of say, oh, you, you're here for the first time? Oh, let's do your training. By the way, there's no training. You just kind of come here, and you just do whatever you want, and we'll just say it's great, and we'll call that, you know, like, doing ordinances right like and and that's kind of interesting the way that i'm able to just like see that now and be like wow there there's kind of something special about wisdom and order and calmness and order and and doing things in a specific way and and the beauty right like if heavenly father just looked at the world that he was about to build and didn't create a plan or anything like there's no plan of salvation nothing and he just kind of created spontaneously all the time I, I just wonder, you know, like, I just wonder what it would turn into, but he's not that way, right? And, and and I don't think that he's necessarily saying that he doesn't want anybody to be that way ever, right? I think there's some moments where the spontaneity and everything is a strength, because you need to have some level of ability and and strength in the spontaneity thing in in sometimes producing joy or music or art or... Those kinds of things, right? You need some level of play and and that kind of thing as as a very strong basis, right? That's how you even get into that space of creativity to then go to the next level. It's like it's like it's a P thing, right? You play first, and then as you get to like really explore and play and all this stuff, then you develop skills to be even, to play even more, right? To play even more fun, right? play beyond what you could play if you never planned it out or or made things happen in a specific way, right? Because of how you've learned what you like to play and that kind of thing. And then, as you get even further from those skills, you start to pinpoint, oh, I really like this specific thing. I'm going to learn these specific things so I can play even more, plus I can teach other people how to play this thing, right? And then and then you go even broader and broader, and then you can affect more and more people and, and be even more in tune with that level of play, right? Not just for yourself, but for generations, right? So that's kind of the, the stream that I'm thinking. And I guess I started this podcast kind of thinking, I wonder why I'm doing this, because I was kind of in a low place. I was kind of in like a seven, like yellow, like not totally green, but kind of like a little lower. And I don't know exactly why, I think I was a little tizzied out slightly from, you know, having this high, going to church, everything being, feeling awesome, then coming into the space where other people were, they're just immature, right? So they, they go back and forth between green, yellow, green, blue, green, yellow, all over, like in a split second, right? They don't have control over their own zones yet, nor do they have a, a desire to want to control or to, to assist or support themselves to be in any specific zone, they just kind of fly anywhere, right? Anywhere they're feeling, that's where they're flying and they're there already. So then here I am kind of observing, watching other people kind of like flittering between different zones and colors and stuff and just kind of like assessing the situation of like where I can position myself so that I can be as, best supportive as possible to like the greatest end that we need to have today and I knew in my head I was like my greatest end needs to be my husband needs to get to church because he just blessed me so I could get to church right so you know in a lot of ways sometimes I kind of do this take charge and (coughs) I just just cold turkey right I just shut everything down and just let people just figure themselves out and just call it good so that I don't have to feel like I need to do any extra effort to think about anything else because it's on them right that's kind of what my thought process has been in the past but there's another part of me that was kind of trying to be considerate too it's like I realize that I have different testimonies of different things I have a testimony of like spending an hour with God in nature or like Like, going and and enjoying Heavenly Father's creation. That's, like, how I feel connected with my Heavenly Father and his work and his love for me. Or I go to the temple. Or I, like, take quiet time and I, like, take time to, like, have my sacred time to really, like, get inspiration, revelation, creativity, flowing, all these things. And a lot of that time is usually spent by writing or drawing or, like just like walking and thinking and talking and podcasting, all of this kind of stuff, right? Like that's like me. That's like how I orient myself. Right. And I realized like, I don't, I don't believe that everybody has to orient that way. Right. Just because I decide, Oh, when I was 18, I'm going to shut off the screens and turn off technology and be done with it. Right. It doesn't mean that every single person that I'm ever going to interact with decided that same thing. Right. And so yes, I live in a life where I live and love a lot of people that love technology, right? They love it to their bones, right? To the point where they gift me all this different technology all the time. Like, I was fine living my life without a phone. I was fine living my house without a computer, all this kind of stuff. But they all decided, like every single person that I know like that is in my circle has a great relationship with their technology, right, and so they felt like maybe they pitied and they were like, oh, you need this, right, because I need it, so you need it too, right, like, that's, like, this tool that they, they feel like is dear to them, so then I receive it, right, and I'm like, sweet, thank you, right, that's something that you love, and for a time there, for, like, a few months, I actually got to, like, be very disconnected from it for the first time in a long time, ever since maybe I received my first phone, right, where I just didn't have one, right? And that was, like, amazing. And and I was going more in that direction. And now I have one again, thank thankfully for my kind, sweet people that, that feel like I need one because sometimes I do, right? Because, you know, the teacher doesn't have a walkie-talkie that I have and I need to know where my kids are and what they need and stuff when they're not with me, right? Same with, like, babysitter style, whatever, right? For a few months there, I actually didn't have, like, any babysitting, so it was fine, right? But those are some things that that for sure like there needs to be some level of connection and then of course my husband needs to get in touch with me if he needs me, right? And vice versa, right? So of course there needs to be some, some key ways of communication for key people that you have in your life that in some ways certain technologies really make it a lot easier because otherwise you have to drive an hour or not know how someone's doing and if you can just know right away then you can like just be okay in moving forward and knowing what your next step is because you know they're fine, right? So those are, those are good things. So anyways, I started the podcast because I was kind of mulling in my head of like, what's going on here? Why is this such a big deal? Like I'm just like kind of tizzied out a little bit because I was just like, I guess I was grumbling. I was kind of murmuring. I was kind of murmuring about having too much technology, right? I was kind of murmuring and being like, this is like I just don't think, da-da-da-da, and I just kind of go on my own little rant in my head. And, and then I just kind of thought, well, what's the, what's the difference, though? Like, what what could be different if it were different, right? And then I just kind of went to a compassion place, right? And I just went into that place of, like, you know what, though? I need to be honest with myself, you know? Like, maybe the parents of the past passed on parenting, parenting to parenting to parenting you know one person was a parent and then they passed on how to parent to the next generation that's why grandparents kind of stayed close to their kids so that they could make sure that their their grandkids were raised properly and all this kind of stuff and and there's like traditions and all of this beautiful stuff that have to do with family culture and everything and i kind of have this feeling that for better or for worse technology has made it so that it's kind of replaced grandparents in some ways right? It's replaced the whole grandparent, aunt and uncle needing to be connected with family like right up close to you um, in the same block let's say and you can kind of like live wherever you want to and still be semi-connected with your family and and be able to call that good in some ways, right? So in some ways that's kind of what has happened a little bit and then furthermore you know it's made it so that like yeah like Then parents feel like, oh, well, I don't need to go and ask someone for help. I can just turn on the TV and my kids can be babysat by the TV. And so me and my husband were raised in that generation where parents, a lot of parents, just decided to turn on the TV and call it good and not have to worry about the babysitter thing or being connected with family or whatever. The TV could just take care of all those needs, right? That was the assumption, right? And so because I was raised in that environment, sometimes I like because I'm trying to go counter culture now because I was raised in that environment I'm like no stop the bus like this is not how we want it to go for future generations this is not sustainable right so I'm kinda pushing against the culture of what has been created there and same with my husband like we have our own levels of how we're trying to push against it right Um, and then at the same time we both have our different teeter-totter moments right sometimes I totally lose thought about that at all, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just raise my kids the way my parents raised me, right? Like, wake up, turn it on, go to sleep, turn it off, right? Like, sometimes I get into that mode where I'm just like, not a big deal. Why don't I just do this more often, right? Like, my parents did it. Like, it was totally fine, right? But then there's that other side of me that every so often is like, but but I, there's a reason why I decided no, right? There's a reason why I decided no. Right? For me and myself. When I have just a full retreat time for me and myself, doesn't have to do with anybody else, anybody else's loves and desires for technology or anything, when it's just me doing me and my life, what would I do? Holy smokes! I'd live in the dirt! I'd live in, like, a little cop house, and I'd, like, live in, like, this little sweet little, like, Quincy, and I'd, like, travel all over and just, like, kind of, like, just enjoy. Right, like I would just enjoy the beauties of the world around me that Heavenly Father's created for me to find gifts in nature, in the cottage, and like different different things that I can create and beautify, and all of this stuff. Like it's endless, endless learning, endless creative power, and everything. Right, and yes, I might tap into technology every once in a while. Like kind of like that Lizzie D lady. Oh, I just love her so much. She's like this Chinese lady. She has this YouTube channel that where she just makes all this stuff. And she takes care of her grandma and makes lots of stuff, makes lots of yummy food, and just, like, that's her life, right? And then every so often you see her kind of tapping on the computer because she's learning how to do something, right? That she doesn't have someone in her network to teach her how to do. She, would like, she connects with, like, a, a channel or something to be able to watch and then do it, kind of thing. So I'm sure I would do some of that too, right? But, like, other than that, I'd just kind of be this, like, person that just would be totally just, like, hang out with God time, like as often as possible basically right and I don't need to like connect with technology to do that unless if it's general conference right unless if it's maybe like a song that's like been given to like share with me to like sing and learn and stuff like that that's awesome or like a scripture study kind of experience or writing something down using technology if, if I don't have access to like pen paper whatever or storage to do that I could totally see that being useful right But, like, if it's not being useful to help me to become more self-reliant and, like, sustainable, like, whether physically, spiritually, intellectually, or socially, I don't think it has a purpose, right? Like, I don't want to be spending extra time doing anything else using technology if it doesn't have anything to do with helping me with any of those things. And thankfully, like in my journey of using technology, I've learned how to use it for a lot of those things. So in some ways, I could spend all day long using it for all of those things. And, you know, I, it's questionable whether I would be happy or not about that, right? Because I think it would depend on the situation. Let's say it was COVID, right? Let's say it was a pandemic. Couldn't go and like socialize with anybody because everybody's pent up um, and like boxed in, locked in, whatever. Um, I think then it would be, like, appropriate to spend extra time on technology to connect with different people if you don't actually have people in your home that you can feel connected with in a specific way that you're just feeling like you need that connection, you know? Um, But I would always go through the channels, right? Pray to Heavenly Father first. Ask if there is any way that you could connect with people that you live with first um, just to be an instrument in His hand. And and to be a leader in his um, kingdom, in where you're actually are, because always that's always going to be the answer first. It's like you help the people that you can touch, actually physically first, before you you know touch people through a button, right? So that's kind of what I'm thinking. There is like trying to find peace with myself to be like. I'm okay, right? Like, because sometimes I used to get all, like, flustered, you know, when I was a teenager and I would get, I've learned all these great standards from Heavenly Father and I would try to live them, right? And I'd get to this point in the week where I'd question myself, did I live them? But I, I would question and be confused, and be like, well, I think I did, right? Because... I wouldn't be totally sure because sometimes I would muddle my experience with what other people told me that they did, right? And think that because they did it, I did it too, just because I was listening to their story of what they did, right? And so that's kind of like what I experience sometimes here too. It's like when I'm in a green zone, even if I'm in green and somebody else is not, like sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm in their color, right? Like even though I'm actually not, right? Or like sometimes... I have my own idea of what I'm doing with, like, my use of technology or whatever. And then other people have theirs. And sometimes I think, oh, if somebody else is doing that, that means I am too, right? But I think I just need to be honest at the end of the day with what exactly am I doing, like, with my goals, with Heavenly Father, and who he is, and and what I've been prompted to do. And yes, there is some noise that's connected with other people and their choices and how that affects me sometimes. But, like, maybe it is time for me to get some, like, noise-canceling, like, headphones or, like, make sure everybody has headphones or or whatever, right? Because I just feel like I I don't want to live a life that I would feel like I would regret for everybody to live a life that's exactly the way that I think life should be lived. Right? I think that's where you get to like communism, right? And like these like weird tyrannical situations where somebody has this great idea, oh my ways or the highway, right? And then they just kinda like micromanage everybody else, be like, everybody else live your life like me, right? Because I am it. Like I am the person that you're gonna follow and become like, and you know, that kind of weirdness. I just feel like that's following that line. I actually prefer to just live my life the way I want and I feel like I need to live. And, and question, like, I don't even know if question's the word, but you know what I mean? Like, when I feel like I take the time every day to, like, pray or plan or consider how can I be this person that is connected with said people in my life, right? How can I be this person that's supportive in any specific way, right? What are some things that we could do to have a connection point each day, right? And so I try to answer those questions, and then, and then that's just kind of my deal, it's like that's all I get inspiration for. I don't really get inspiration yet because I maybe I haven't asked, right? Maybe I haven't had the audacity to think I could ask these questions. But I haven't really gotten these answers of like, oh, what could I do um, to be of a greater support for them with this thing that they choose to do every day, right? And And this thing that they choose to do every day that I don't choose to do every day. Is there something that I should or could be doing there to be more supportive to them? Like, are they even reachable for that? Like, am I to be some kind of person to help them become reachable for that? Or is that really not even this phase of life? Like, will they need 20 more years of life experience before they get to the point where they're like, oh, by the way, I might wanna change something, right? Like, and, and if me being the instigator of making them think that they need to change something would push them farther away from making that change, Like, those are some things that I question a lot. Be like, is it time? You know, is now the time? Is today the time, right? Or do they need a little bit more, like, life experience before they can own it, right? And be like, oh, this is going to be my choice about this thing so that I can make this choice for my life. And I can have even more freedom in my life because of this choice that I can make, right? So I'm making these pancakes right now and I'm like over the moon. I'm like losing track of everything though. Like somehow along the journey I turned off the stove when I still thought I was cooking. So I'm like feeling these pancakes and I'm like why are they still mushy? (laughs) Like oh because the stove's not on anymore. Like I thought I was cooking pancakes but apparently not. I'm just watching these pancakes lose their heat (laughs) and think they were cooking. So that's kind of cool.